Hello, my name is Joe and I'm with Boss Cybernetics and I am here with Kristen who is the Director of Operations at the Belmont Mansion in Reedsville, North Carolina. Today Kristen will ask me a few questions about different, um, different concepts of the wedding industry and how things have taken place. This is going to be our first introductory podcast and there will be many more to come on many different conversations that everybody needs to have within the wedding industry. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with Kristen asking different questions. Okay, first question. What was the atmosphere of the wedding industry when you started a little over 10 years ago? So the atmosphere in the wedding industry. So venues... Uh, before we started at the Bella Kalina Mansion in Stokesdale, North Carolina, venues were selling just the venue. A few of them, um, and I say a few within the area, but um, certainly throughout the United States, many would include photography or let's say um, catering, but there was no venue out there that was doing all-inclusive, uh, which means selling the caterer, photographer, DJ, florist, uh, the rentals, coordination, and everything that one would need to be able to pull off the perfect wedding. So couples were forced to uh, book just the venue, and then of course try to vet a caterer, photographer, DJ, florist, and so on, spending nights, weekends, um, trying to find that perfect vendor that fit the inspiration of their wedding. Okay, can you describe how the couples have changed in just 10 years when it comes to getting married? Sure. So um, when we think 10 years ago, uh, when we started off in the wedding industry, um, couples were certainly not as used to instant gratification as they are today. And if you think back, let's say 10 years ago from today, um, we can thank Jeff Bezos with Amazon uh, for creating the environment that we live in today because it has certainly improved our life but we can press a button and if you live in a major city within three hours you have something delivered to your door if you live in stokesdale north carolina where we're recording today we can have something delivered to our door within a day or two um, instacart can be here within a few hours and many others it just comes down to if we push a button we have it and that shouldn't change within the wedding industry if anything we needed to adapt and we have surely had to do that um, so i believe it's good i believe the couple from 10 years ago um, was ready to just book just the venue and then the vendors and individually hold off each one where the couple today certainly gets the benefit of all-inclusive packages. Do you feel instant gratification has played a major role in the partnership between the venue and vendor? I do. The vendor has always, if we go back again uh, pre-COVID or even all the way back to 10 years ago, the vendor was always responsible for selling their own services. And with the instant gratification society and venues having to go all-inclusive, it has forced a relationship between the venue and the vendors um, to work as one. So with all-inclusive packages, uh, you're allowing yourself to be able to sell the services of all these different vendors. Um, and with that comes an extremely strong relationship with certain vendors that partake in that particular venue or venues across the board. So, yeah, the relationship due to instant gratification has certainly allowed, um, allowed itself to become much stronger between venue and vendors. Was it hard to convince vendors to go all-inclusive with the venue? It was. 
So 10 years ago, I can still remember myself sitting in front of my desk and uh, we interviewed over 200 vendors. Um, and I'd say most said no to us. And I'd like to think I'm pretty good at talking somebody into something if I want to. And I would say there was maybe 30-ish that saw the benefit in all-inclusive and the way how things were going to change in the wedding industry. I'd say there was probably, um, again, well over 150 to 170 that almost laughed in our face and um, decided that it certainly wasn't for them. And the reason for that is because the vendor was always responsible for not only selling their own service, but for running their own business. They were responsible for invoicing, collecting payments, um, dealing with upgrades, um, marketing, and everything else that comes with running your business as a vendor, as a photographer, caterer, florist, whatever the case may be. And then you had me coming across and saying, we need to change things. We need to offer all-inclusive. So this way we can offer that instant gratification to the couple and be a one-stop shop, which means now I want to handle all of your invoicing. I want to handle, for the most part, your marketing. I want you to solely rely on me to be able to provide you business and set up interviews with our couples. As you can imagine, most of them were reluctant. Thankfully, I can now say most of them are on board with all-inclusive now that they saw um, how much of a benefit it provides to the couple um, and the vendors who decided to partake going back 10 years ago. So what are some important factors that keep the relationship strong between the venue and the vendors? So those factors would probably be, again, we're going we're gonna to kind of solidify that relationship. We're going to talk more about that relationship. When you see these vendors every day, um, they're interviewing couples at each location, you're talking to them, you're scheduling appointments, you're giving them down deposits, um, you're giving them final payments and so on and so forth. We're in constant communication with the vendors, which makes that relationship really solid. But to a couple's standpoint, it really allows the couple to rest assured that if something were to happen to that vendor, the venue would know about it first. You see, again, going back years ago, the couple would book the vendor, give that vendor a down payment, and then they would again reach out to the vendor roughly 45 days, 30 days before their wedding. And if they found out at that point the vendor was no longer in business, then they would scramble and try to find another vendor. Knowing the fact that we're in constant communication with these vendors, and I'm saying it's weekly, daily with most of the vendors, if something were to happen to the vendor, we would know so far out that we could rectify the problem fairly fast. So this new relationship, the all-inclusive method, allows everybody to be so in touch with each other that the couples are definitely going to benefit from that. How difficult is it for a vendor to become a part of the BOSS network? All right, so a vendor would have to have a business license with the state that they're in. They would have to have liability insurance. Once those two qualifications are met, which is with any any business that should be a business, then at that point, we vet the vendor and we make sure that their reviews are solid. If we see a consistent pattern with reviews, um, let's say it's a photographer that has um, a hard problem handing over the images in six weeks or so, uh, the final edited images to the couple, um, or makes false promises, or whatever the case may be. If they can't explain their reviews, then we certainly don't want that vendor to be part of the BOSS network. Um, if for some reason um, the company is not set up or they don't have insurance, then of course we don't want that vendor to become part of the BOSS network. But if those 
pieces are handled. Becoming part of the BOSS network is really simple. All they have to do is uh, fill out a simple form. We do the vetting, and within usually 24 to 48 hours, they're approved. So how do you keep balance between all of the vendors? So in BOSS, the way it's coded is we are able to see what percentage the business, uh, the vendor owns of the business. So this way we don't have one photographer that's dominating the business because of course we don't want to take the chance of one photographer going out and then us being held with a bunch of couples that need to be satisfied or found another vendor for. So we try to spread the wealth. I mean, the old saying, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So we definitely spread the wealth out between all of our vendors throughout all of our venues which allows the vendors, let's say a photographer, to not just get stuck shooting one particular venue, but shooting multiple venues and keeping their inspiration open and their ideas solid. So what is the difference between vendors getting booked now versus pre-COVID? Um, so vendors getting booked now versus pre-COVID. So this one, this one is a touchy one because couples are about to find out that um, you're going to have to really either either you're going to have to start booking farther in advance um, or you're going to have to start choosing a Friday or Sunday if for some reason um, you want to get married within the same year that you're getting engaged. When vendors were booking themselves before they jumped into all-inclusive packages, it allowed couples the chance to be able to book them. A couple would first book their venue, of course, and then after a little bit more time, then they would run out and start to vet vendors, and then they would book those vendors. Typically, vendors were getting booked about the 12-month point. With all-inclusive, couples are now booking the venue with that all-inclusive philosophy. And then what's happening is they're going to book the vendors right away because the venue knows that these vendors are getting booked up fairly quick, and they don't want their couples to suffer. So they're pushing the vendors' um, trade on the venue on the couples much harder which means that these couples are booking the vendors at the 18-month point, not at the 12-month point. The couples who book a venue that don't have an all-inclusive package and then eventually reach out to the venue, I mean, at the, for the vendor, at the 12-month point is finding that a lot of these vendors are already booked by these all-inclusive venues. So what advice can you give to the couples starting this process? I think that the couples need to, uh, one, they need to vet the venues to figure out which all-inclusive package is going to save them the most money. So throughout the BOSS network, we typically save any couple about $5,500 because we have these negotiated rates from the vendors. The couples also need to consider booking their vendors much faster. Every venue has their A list, their B list, their C list, their D list, if you will, of vendors. It's people that they work with, and the same thing with wedding planners. It's people that they work with, vendors they work with all the time, versus vendors that they don't work with as much. Vendors that they have a really great relationship with, versus vendors that they've met at a meet and greet or luncheon or whatever the case may be. So if a, if a couple wants to secure the best of the best, it's no longer book your venue in 18 months and then your vendors in 12 months. It's now we need to book your venue almost two years out 
And then you need to book your uh, vendors almost 18 months out if you want the cream of the crop regarding vendors. And again, this is applying more to a Saturday. If you go to a Friday or Sunday, you can get away with um, getting married within the same year and still getting the cream of the crop vendors because those Fridays and Sundays are going to book after those Saturdays. Well, that is wonderful. That is all the questions I have. All right. So we're going to go ahead and finish up this podcast and we will have another one coming to you shortly.